In this podcast, we talk about eating disorders. I am not a doctor or a therapist. This is just an open conversation with my chosen guest. If you feel as though you are suffering from an eating disorder, please call 0808-801-0677. This number is for a charity called Beat. Hello and welcome back to Chess and Her Guests. My name is Francesca Victory and this is my eighth episode. I just want to say thank you to everyone for listening and I hope you've learned something from listening and have found a new outlook on different things. Maybe, possibly, who knows. Anyway, today we are talking about eating disorders. My guest today is Lucy and Lucy is 25. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we're going to talk about her struggles with food and how it come about and all things like that. I think it's very important to talk about this because I feel like it's so common in a lot of people and a lot of people don't necessarily get help for it. Like, I was looking up some statistics and they said that it's estimated that 4 million people in the UK suffer with eating disorders, but obviously they can't get the exact numbers because not everyone looks for help or seeks help. So the first question that I want to ask Lucy is, when did you first notice that your relationship with food was changing? Hmm. Um, hello, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hi, everyone. Um, my relationship with food was changing. Um, wow. Okay. So I suppose the catalyst to when I really noticed me having a disorder was um, a stage in my life just before I was applying for drama school. Mm-hmm. I did musical theatre. That's what I wanted to do, and I was like very aware that it was like strong competition. And I know the, the feeling. Yeah, trust me, trust me. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I was going forward for auditions and stuff. And I'm just a bit more aware of my body than I have been before. And just before I go into this, I was very aware of my body from a very young age. Mm-hmm. But the first time I actually noticed disorderly feelings about food and my diet was probably when I started having like, it was really weird, I was like addicted to oranges. <laughs> really big oranges yeah and because they're quite acidic yeah I was having them quite a lot and then it was upsetting my my stomach balance and as a result it was really hurting me to eat quite a lot of food and um so you like upset the ph levels in your stomach I think so but I think so but in about like two weeks time I lost a bit of weight and people at college were noticing and I was like wow I actually like this Mm. and that for me was probably the first time I was like despite the way I feel about my body, mm. I can change the way I look. I constant, I just think it constantly reoccurs that from all the other things that I've done, that people saying things really affects you. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's, I, it, I see it a lot over like social media and all things like that, that when people say someone looks good, yeah. if they've lost weight, it really resonates with them. Yeah. Like everyone wants to be complimented. Yeah, we do, but it's also like, why is it that when you've lost weight, people will compliment you? Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, you look really, um, well, people do say this, but they don't say, oh, you look great. They say, you look great. Have you lost some weight? Mm. And you put the two and two together. But I definitely think this stems from our society and it being like years and years and years of feeling like smaller is good, mm-hmm. especially for me. But yeah, that was probably the first time that then I started feeling like I had a bit more control. 
Can you explain a bit about, you said when you were younger, you've always had... The feelings about... Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain a bit about that? Yeah, I can. Like, I think, I don't know, it's going to sound really bad, but I've always been very aware of how I look. I've always been the kind of person to look in the mirror a lot, be hyper aware of how my hair looked, things like this. And it was comparable with my sister particularly because um, we were like the same size growing up and I'm one and a half years younger. And because people used to think that we were twins, I think a lot of that started very, very young before me realizing. So people would be like, oh, you look so cute, but you're such a big girl. You know, because I was younger and they expected me to be a lot smaller. So I think I heard that quite a bit. But it was really weird because my um, my mum and my sister are a bit bigger, just naturally. That's what the way their metabolisms are. Um, and I think I felt a bit left out that they were always on a diet. Because I thought it was quite, quite cool. Isn't that crazy? It's really weird. Like I want to be part of the family. Yeah, yeah, because they were talking about this new crazy cool thing for them to look good and it was like a it was applauded that they were being so good with starting this new diet and I wanted to be on board. And they'd be like, No, Lucy, because you're healthy, you don't need to do it. And I felt like I was left out. Yeah. And I remember saying this one time, like I vividly remember it. I must have been about seven. I was at this friend's house and somebody offered me like a chocolate muffin. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm watching my weight. When you were seven? Clearly, just copying what I've heard on TV or from anybody who, you, I mean, everyone's on a diet these days, aren't they? But like, I genuinely remember feeling like I was quite cool by saying it. And my sister really ticked me off. And like, rightfully, because she was like, why are you doing this? You're seven. But yeah, I started quite young. Everybody's got to have a bit of cake in there. <laughs> yeah. So you said a little bit about that. Did it get worse at a certain time in your life? Yes. And that was definitely when I was applying for college. Mm. And, you know, part of it is, is that like the successful people out there, albeit because they're, they're the people who get hired, the directors think they look good for being a certain size. It's very stereotypically size sixes to size eights especially in the UK and shows and stuff like this so when I'm auditioning I feel like I have to look that way mm. for me to be successful did you feel pressure from the college what the college I went to yeah did you feel pressure from them to be slimmer um no no because by the time I got in and I did get in yeah um so just to skim back a little bit. So I was struggling with eating about the time that I was applying for colleges. And then when I actually auditioned, I was very much slimmer than I was when I was applying because of this problem that I started having with food. But then by the time I actually enrolled, I went to Erdang Academy. Um, by the time I actually enrolled, I was very unhealthy. I was really, really low BMI. It was kind of bad, but Sorry, what's your question? Did, did the people at college... <laughs> like, did like, the teachers or anything like that influence you to be slimmer? Or would you, was that something that you already had? No, actually, I think, because by the time I got there, I was so slim. Yeah. I say slim, I was really skinny. Yeah. I was really skinny. And you could tell I had a problem because mm. my face was quite small. Um, and it just didn't, it didn't look healthy. And funnily enough, like in my first kind of um, few months of reviews, all my teachers mentioned it. And so they were very much more on the on the point of view that I should gain weight. Oh, okay. So it was the other way around, actually. Yeah. Um, which is quite peculiar. Most people think it's the other way around. Yeah. 
So yeah, they were actually quite supportive in the sense that they were like, oh, we need you to be healthy and this and that. So something within you really yeah. that you feel like you've always kind of had. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I'm definitely a perfectionist and somebody who has to win. And yeah. I, that's a bit like... I have to win. Yeah. Be the best at anything that I do. Yeah. <laughs> anything I do, I have to be like the best. Yeah. And unfortunately, that came down to I have to be the smallest. Mm. And I don't know why that's such a thing f- for me at the time. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like... I don't feel that way anymore, um, thankfully. Mm. Thank God. So, did you like seek help to overcome it? Uh, when? At what time? Like when I was at college? Whenever, really. Um, yeah, I did. Like, so, when did you seek help? Did you ever seek help, kind of thing? Like, what? Yeah, so when I was at, I think it was before I went to college, so as I said, like, in between me getting into this school and enrolling in the school, that was when it was, like, pretty bad. Um, my mum dragged me along to um, a nutritionist, mm-hmm. and she was there to help me with my problems around food and what I was eating and stuff like this. So I did get that kind of help, but I probably had... I think I had one session and I was so adamant I didn't want to go back I think I think my mum kind of felt bad for me she didn't feel like it was going to help yeah you know like when you're asking did I seek help did I seek professional help no I didn't at the time yeah and I think for anyone who's been through an eating disorder will relate to this when you're in it you feel that nobody else will understand or that everyone on everyone else is on a hidden agenda to make you gain weight. Yeah. It's this really funny balance. So, no, I didn't want to seek help because I knew that meant that somebody was going to tell me I had to gain weight. Mm-hmm. And um, if you don't understand at all or you're coming at it from a completely like, um, you haven't been through it or you don't know anyone who's been through it, anorexia and restricting your diet in that way is very much about this in like um irrational fear of gaining weight and what that would mean for the way you feel about yourself so what did you feel like if you gained weight um did you feel that would happen that i would return to feeling like a failure oh okay i think that's so it comes back to this um winning yeah 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 Yeah, so i've like i've got this far yeah i'm not gonna give up it's so bad it's actually so bad oh it's so sad i know i know but yeah, it was like, nobody understands where I'm coming from. I'm so terrified of gaining weight because I feel that if I start gaining weight, I will lose control. Yeah. And then I will... Life. Well, no, actually, just about the weight thing. Oh, okay. if, if I were to lose control, suddenly I would be, I'm going to be fat. Mm. It's like, if I gain a little bit of weight, I can't stop and then I'm going to be fat. Yeah. And everything is, so and then I'm like, going to be fat. Yeah, like, you're going to be, like, half so heavy rather than, like, you're going to be half so heavy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like this idea that if I, I don't know, if I decide that this isn't working, then that means that I have to go back to the way I was before when I hate, hated mm. my reflection, my body. And that was a pretty, like, dark time, I suppose. Because I used to really, like, I'd actually cry about the way I looked, like... I would be like, I really, really hate my legs. I just feel so upset by them. And I would actually cry. Like, I hated going shopping and stuff. This was before I really started to do... Mm. I feel um, like everyone has a sense of that. Yeah. But it's on what extreme is it? Do you know what I mean? Like, up to the extremes. Yeah. Because I have a sense of that, but I never do anything about it. Like, sometimes yeah. I wake up and I feel like, 
oh my god like all my clothes don't fit me yeah you know what i mean like I've, i'm just obese yeah like i'm huge yeah but i'd never not eat because of it yeah i mean i think it's like it's weird because um i think people um particularly women are just a lot more conscious about what their body shape means mm-hmm. about them as a person so you know it's it's displayed all over the media the happy kind of models or the people in movies they're all beautiful slim women and I don't know I guess where was I going with this I suppose um I just felt that before I actually started losing weight I was super super conscious that I was just bigger than other people and Mm. I wasn't even big I was probably Mm -hmm. a size 10 um but yeah that was just really hard I just felt like I couldn't the thoughts of me the thoughts that were going on inside my head was very much like you're less than because you're bigger than your friends Mm -hmm. and I did not want to feel that way anymore so then I was like right I'm doing something about it I've lost weight and I feel good so what made what was like a turning point for you to like be like this is a problem I need to stop like what yeah. made you want to stop and what what because now you're you you're like I'm healthy I'm, yeah, yeah now, you're, <laughs> now you're healthy like I've known you for like a year or year yeah. now and now you're yeah I feel like I'm in a really good place now um what made me what made me want to change um it was a collection of things uh like I said because you feel like people are out to to get you I suppose they you kind of feel that people are out to change your um your drive or your um they they want to make you gain weight basically because they're worried about you and they're concerned about you mm-hmm. um and I had quite a few like influential people in my life say you know you really need to be gaining some weight um but what it actually the real turning point for me and it was like quite um tangible for me I remember actually like physically feeling like something had shifted was when my sister said to me and I'm really close with my sister she said to me, um, you're not my best friend anymore because you're so wrapped up in the way you feel about your body. So I can't, I don't feel like I can relate to you in the same way and you're not Lucy anymore. And we used to do all these fun things and now everything is about you avoiding kind of going out for dinner or there being a problem at the dinner table or not wanting to stay over at someone's house because I would worry about what they were going to serve for breakfast, that sort of thing. So she was like, I'm worried that I'm losing you as a person. And I think for me, the main reason why that made me shift is because all of a sudden somebody wasn't concerned about how much weight I was gaining. They were just concerned about how much personality I was losing. Oh, so, yeah. So it's got, So she didn't say it in the way of, you need to put on weight. Yeah. Because that didn't help. The way she said it was like, you're losing your personality. And obviously yeah. that's nothing to do with how you look. That's nothing to do with your weight. Exactly. That's... Completely different entity. Like, and but then it was, it's made you realise... Yeah, well, it made me think that actually, you know, it less about um, less about me actually gaining some weight because I was still in denial that I needed mm. to gain some weight or that I wanted to gain some weight. It's probably a better way of putting it. But I did want to make some conscious decisions so that it wasn't as obvious that I was obsessed with this diet mm. thing. Um, because somebody told me once, and it's a really, really relevant statistic, when you have anorexia, probably about 90% of your thought processing is around food and what you can and can't eat, how hungry you are, and the conversations around food and your weight and your body image. 
So imagine. So like everything everyone said, someone said to you, you'd relate it back to something to do with food. Or... Not necessarily, but you kind of become a ghost mm. in a way. And that's not in a judgmental way, of course, but like I did go through it. So I feel like yeah. I can say it. Yeah. Um, but it was like, if we were talking about exams and stuff, I would really, really care about my subjects. And I loved, I loved learning. But ultimately, a lot of my time while I'm in class is like, what am I going to eat at break? What am I going to do this? How am I going to avoid eating dinner? How am I going to, how am I going to get rid of my lunch so nobody notices? And it's like, because you're constantly hungry, it's like, it takes over your brain space. So I feel like I could have done a lot better in school. Yeah. <laughs> I did quite well, so but like, yeah. Being, like, by all of this. Yeah, and I feel like I probably could have been there more for my friends and family. And this is 100% like, I'll hold my hands up and say it. You are very self-obsessed when you're going through it. Because everything is about you. And no one, no one, no one's, like, you don't let anyone in. No, no, and so it was like, and I no, think... And nothing, nothing that anyone else is doing means anything to you either. Yeah, I mean, obviously I care about people, but to an extent I could only give them 10% of any, any of my caring nature because mm. the rest of my energy was spent with the eating thing yeah. such a shame I feel like it was such a waste mm. but then at the same time I'm thankful in a lot of ways because look we're doing this yeah and maybe I might help somebody with it or I hope so do you think it's easy to seek help I know you didn't go about it that way obviously mm. someone said something to you that changed your mind but do you think it's easy to get help. Yeah. No. 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 And I think there's a lot of resources out there to help you. And I used to go on, um, there's this website called www.beat.com and it's about beating and deceive, uh, uh, beating an eating disorder. So difficult to say. Um, so I used to go on that quite a bit because it was going to help you with your mindset and the way you might feel around your food mm -hmm. and I used to read that quite a bit but it's very um I made it very very private like it's such a shameful thing unfortunately like you you put so much shame on yourself because everyone is talking about you and the way you look like for example in college I remember a few occasions where I'd go into the changing rooms and all the girls would stop talking and then one of my friends would say oh they were talking about you and then, like, a teacher would pull me aside. And bless her, she probably had all the best intentions, but I remember somebody at the school had pulled me aside and said, and bear in mind, this is in the lunch hall where everyone's mm. sitting about. She was like, you need to consider that you're not acceptable to look at right now. And that, for me, was like, it just feels like everyone's attacking you, but they're helping you. Yeah, it's so... Do you know what? It's so hard, because I've had some friends that... I've been like because obviously I went to a dance college as well and it's mm. quite common on people like that because yeah. you're always looking at yourself like there's a mirror right everywhere you turn <laughs> yes. and I was like literally oh you, my you God. can just see yourself like ah oh my god my face haven't got enough makeup on oh my god I'm at this yeah. I'm not skinny enough oh my god I don't have a six pack I don't have lines I don't look yeah. so um it's hard because you when you like when you care about someone mm. you want to help them yeah and even to this day now I wouldn't know like then I was very pushy and yeah. like you need to eat, but yeah. that obviously doesn't help. Yeah. But I wouldn't know how to support someone. Uh, yeah, so okay, how good would point. you? 
Um, that's a really good point because a lot of my friends were very supportive, mm. but sometimes they were saying things that would trigger me and it would make me feel worse. And that's not by their intention, but it just did. Like if I ate a whole meal at dinner, somebody would be like, oh, wow, you ate so much tonight. Like they were probably really impressed. <laughs> but at the time I was like, oh no, they're noticing. They're noticing that I'm trying to eat more. Yeah. And, and now I don't, I don't know, do I qualify as someone with an eating disorder anymore? It was really weird. It was what, like, did you want to stay in that bracket? Yeah, really strangely, yeah. It's very weird, but you feel that you are special in some way because nobody understands where you're coming from. And nobody understands you. And if you say if you stay as in this eating disorder, then no one's ever going to understand you, and you can just be alone. No. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, the thing is, is, I don't even understand it all of it myself. Mm. And I'd love to go get like a nutritional degree or yeah. something like this, so I could actually know my shit and talk about it with some. Qualif- well with a qualification to back me up yeah but what doesn't help and I'll say the things that don't help are when people talk about talk about what you're eating um when they're talking when they try and force you to eat that is a big no-no um when they everything when okay so something that I really struggled with was that everything that I said they related it back to my eating disorder as though it was responsible for the way I was feeling so you couldn't have a normal conversation with your friends. Exactly. Because they always want to talk to you about your eating disorder. Exactly. So, so it's basically, like, don't bring it up. So it was like, I'd say like, oh, I'm cold. Somebody would be like, oh, you don't have enough fat on you. Or I'm tired. It's because you're not eating enough. And going back to what my sister said to me that was so helpful, like we're trying to get your personality back. I kind of felt like, how am I supposed to get my personality back if you can't treat me like a person? Mm. You are being spoken to and people are relating to you as the problem that needs to be fixed. And it's such a shame, really, because people do want to help. But I kind of felt that, like, why can't I just have a normal relationship with somebody where it's not going to come up in conversation? But, I mean, that's that's stupid, really, because people are going to mention the elephant in the room, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but what is helpful um, when people have fun with you and it's not related to food when like they what sort of things? like going out and doing fun stuff and they allow you to have your quirks around food because the last thing you want to do is stop having fun because people are going to try and make you eat so like if we're going to go out for dinner if people were going to kick up a fuss for me not wanting to have dessert that would ruin the night for me and then the next time I wouldn't want to go out with them. And then I think having fun actually entertains the the idea that you can be a person without this eating disorder. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a negative cycle. But at the same time, I think that the people who are closest to you have every right to talk to you about it. My throat just did a funny thing there. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that a lot of people who don't know you because of the way that you are so obviously too skinny, feel they have the right to mention it. Mm -hmm. That is what I think is out of order. Because imagine if somebody's overweight, are you really going to go up to them and say you are unacceptable to look at? You need to to stop eating. But people would, would say that to me in general public. And I think that's terrible. I don't think it will stop, but I think it's really bad. So I think that your friends need to be there as a pillow to support you and say look, this is going to come up because this is a choice you've made, but I'm here for you. 
and I'm on the phone. And like wait for you to come to them. Exactly. No, wait no. Yeah. Wait for you to come to me. Yeah. So, so you come to me and talk about it when you want to talk about it rather than putting it on you like you need to eat, you need to do Yeah. Like yeah. And sometimes like a gen- a gentle prompt being like, Maybe you should eat a bit more. Yeah. Maybe you should. But they're not saying you're gonna eat some more and now you like here's the food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah. I think that's probably what I'd say. Yeah, so I was going to ask you this, but you obviously haven't, but if you, you know like they have priorities for people with anorexia. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like they help? Priorities, do you mean like the places that people go? Yeah, so like yeah. you can stay there, can't you? You can have like, I don't know if you know. Yeah. Because I had a girl at college who did that. You can like stay in them. I think so. Um, Definitely, like or do I've you known people. think that just puts people. you in more of a bracket where you're just like, because you're with all people that have got eating disorders. So do you think that just... I mean, I don't know because I haven't been through it, but I know somebody who was yeah. hospitalised because of it. Yeah. Um, but it does kind of alienate you a bit. Yeah. And my mum raised my attention to it, being like, if you're not going to make an effort to get better, that's what it's going to result in. So it was a kind of fear factor, but it was tough love and I needed mm-hmm. it. So a bit difficult. Um, I think they definitely do help. It just, I, it never came to that for me. Um, so who knows mm. um, but I definitely did not want to go yeah so I think the last thing you want to do is twist someone's wrist into going against their will unless they're literally at death's door yeah that's the problem um, and it's a really sensitive topic because I I'm not a doctor or anything obviously so like, yeah. who am I to say I don't know what helps like, do you know what I mean I'm just opening up the conversation yeah no exactly yeah I don't even know yeah um, and I think a lot of people look for, like, there's other mental disorders and I do think that's what it comes down to like yeah. there's a huge body dysmorphia mental disorder going on because even to, to this day like I look and feel healthy but I still have days where I'm like oh wow I'm really big <laughs> and I'm not <laughs> But I think that just comes down to what you were saying. Like, everyone kind of feels that way to a degree. Um, but, yeah. What was I saying with this? Where was I going with that? Completely lost my train of thought now. about the priory. Yeah, that's it. I think... Um, you, you don't know because you've never had to experience it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not too sure. But I think if it wasn't for my sister really saying, you're losing your personality because of this, I could have been there. Mm. I could have been in one. Do you think you will always have a bad relationship with food or there will always be some sort of like negative relationship? Because I was looking up all about it and it was saying that a lot of people don't actually recover. So it's like 50% of people recover fully, 30% of people improve and 20% remain chronically ill yeah so it's quite a big thing to like it's quite low that people get over it yeah do you know what I mean I mean I think that um it's very true when people say when you've got it you're never going to get rid of it because it's in you um but to a degree I kind of have and this is something that I really want people to know right (laughs) because um I genuinely thought I was never going to feel happy about my body again Mm -hmm. and that is such a devastating thing to feel like, for at such anybody. a young age as well. Yeah, like, I was like in... you've got your rest of your life ahead of you. Trust me. And I felt that, like, I'm never going to be happy because when I gain weight, I'm unhappy, and when I lose weight, the rest of the people around me are unhappy. 
So I felt like, as a people pleaser as well, <laughs> I wasn't going to win. But what really turned me around, when I started to gain some weight and people were giving me positive affirmations about it, like, oh, you look really good and all this. Um, I actually, the only thing that really helped me was hitting the gym. Mm-hmm. because for once the control around my body type was to do with strength and not size mm-hmm. so I had like this idea that I could go to the gym and because I was training such a lot I could eat more yeah and then I was like oh great this is great because I can still feel like I'm in control of what I'm eating but I don't have to have to restrict myself to such a degree like there was a point, I think, at my worst when I was probably having about anything between 800 and 1200 calories a day, which is kind of the intake of like a, a young child. And I was training and dance for like four to five hours a day. So at the time when I was going back to the gym after I'd kind of marginally recovered or at least gained some weight, I was like, OK, great. So now I can up my calories to like 1500 and still stay relatively slim. Mm-hmm. So then that's still a relationship though, isn't yeah. it? It's still, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's still a correlation. But so like if you didn't go to the gym, would you feel like you couldn't eat so much now? No. No. So now it's it's been very like it's incremental and it would unfortunately for anyone else who is struggling with this, just to let you know, it can take years to recover. So how many years is Um, I was probably at my worst when I was about 21 21 and I'm now 25 and I've gained about 12 kilos and I'm really happy and (laughs) um I train I hit the gym all the time and I think about food probably 10% of the day so I've literally switched it around and I'm aware of what I put in my body but strangely I've got to this point where it's like I love eating crap food because I couldn't for so long. Because mm-hmm. I said to myself, I cannot. Yeah. So now I really enjoy eating like loads of peanut butter and flapjacks and stuff like this because I'm like, I'm quite stubborn with it. I'm going to, like, I'm recovered now. I can do this and we shouldn't be so strict with ourselves kind of thing. Yeah. But now because I'm in the gym, I actually do really like the way I look. And I never thought I was going to get to that point. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> but, Yay! Yeah. But I suppose it's just like people, Some like I used to think kind of like lay off it when people would be like, have a bath, give yourself some self-care because I'm not that sort of person. My idea of like a really fun day would be like having a two-hour gym session, having being like really, really like physically tired. And I think that comes down to the dancing. Yeah, like being really active. And you're probably similar because you came from a dancing background yeah. as well. You want to like, be like, like proactive. Like, do something yeah. all the time. Like, I can't just sit still. Busy. Got to be busy. Got to be out. Like, what are we doing tonight? What are we doing in the day? Oh, I'm not doing something tonight. I need to find something to do. Yeah. Yeah. So hitting the gym for me was like a really, really great middle ground because people were happy with me to go do that because then I'd come home and they knew I'd eat a big meal. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. It was just really, really great. So if anyone's struggling with their, their emotional... Um, with managing their emotions around what they're eating, I would suggest get yourself some professional PT help. So from a personal trainer, somebody's going to help you actually get stronger. And slowly, like slowly, slowly, I just ate a little bit more because I wanted to get more strength gains. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about me gaining fat. Yeah. 
and all of a sudden it was like I can actually be bigger and still be really toned yeah so would you ever not go to the gym or would no. you feel like if... <laughs> no I work in a gym now I'm around a lot of gym people so you feel so you still feel you do still feel like the gym like helps you eat more it, no no but if I stop going to the gym for maybe like a week I'll hold my like I, I will feel worse about myself. I'll start these these feelings of kind of like not being happy with my body again creep in. So I know that I'm still in a progressive stage where I probably could get, I could get to a point where I could never go to the gym a day in my life. But I actually think it's a healthy thing to be doing so I don't really mind too much. But I'm, I'm still going to eat a really like healthy amount. So if, if I go to the gym I'd feel better. Week, would you eat whatever you wanted? Um... No, <laughs> no, um, and that's something that I definitely need to work on still. Yeah. But the last time I went on holiday, it was great because we thought there was going to be a gym, and there wasn't. So it was, was like, that a bit like oh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> because I really like training, and that that for me mentally. I'm not, saying that's, I'm not saying it's a negative thing to like training. Obviously, it is. Yeah. I'm just saying, is it a thing of like you're focusing your attention on that? No, so I think... To get over that, do you know what I mean? Like, is it... Good question, yeah. Because it was part of my recovery that my, all my energy then went into the gym mm. instead of the, the food. Yeah. So my focus was in the weights room instead of the kitchen, you yeah. know? But now I really do enjoy training. Yeah. And it's like, it's got nothing to do with the way I feel about yeah. my food. It's not as closely related. I'm not going, oh, well, I can eat more so because yeah. I'm going to the gym. Gym is just part of my routine now. Yeah. Um, and I really, really like it. Like, for, on, a, on a mental health kind of topic, I think it's probably the one thing that when I'm having a really, like, crap day, I can actually train and it, it puts your focus back into your body instead of your head. So you actually do just switch off from all Gives the kind of worries of the world. Yeah. So what type of things do you do for self-care? Mm, I really like watching like watching programs and stuff like yeah. Netflix I'll put a face mask on um you know like make a nice meal hang out with my boyfriend that for me is like good like it's good things to do but I'm not that good at it I could probably do it a bit more because <laughs> I love being busy <laughs> you could probably just chill a little bit more and relax yeah yeah but I think I'm always going to be um a perfectionist with somebody who yeah. wants to like do really big things but the the main kind of achievement for me is that it's no longer it's no longer no longer related to food like you know already that I've got like big dreams to do the acting thing and that's what I'm that's my main focus like I wake up and I think about that and it's such a relief because I used to wake up and think about food yeah and it's um it's really difficult and I think that people need to respect that it's it's really really hard when you're going through it um because you wish that you weren't going through it Mm -hmm. but at the same time you panic around the idea of recovering it's really really odd it's really odd have you got anything else that you want to say or because i feel like we've covered everything yeah i mean i think what i would want to say is that like everyone can get better and everyone with the right friends and family around you can get the right help that they need. Um, I think people should be aware of like being more verbal about what, what is not helpful. 
And that is something that I went through at college. I would say to my friends, look, I really don't want to talk about food now. And they fully respected it. And it was re- like so much easier because mm-hmm. I could say it. Um, but yeah, I think the main thing is that I never thought I was actually going to get to a point where I, I don't obsess around food and that I feel good about myself. And that is something that I'd like people to be aware of because at the time I never thought that was going to be a thing. Yeah. I was like, I'm always going to be dealing with this. So I think if people are out there feeling like they are never going to recover, just know from Auntie Luce (laughs) that you can and you can actually regain confidence. Your recovery is not about your weight. Yeah. Your recovery is around your personality. And I'm so much happier now. And you've got a sick personality. <laughs> Thanks, Sick Jess. friend, she is. She's really nice. Really caring. Very caring. Yeah. So if you love anything um, in, like, if you love to do something else that is not food related, put your attention on that. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. Because ultimately, that's what you deserve. Mm. You are not the disorder that is taking over you. You are the person that you are. You know? Yeah. And I think that's such a shame when it comes to all mental illnesses. People feel like... They are the mental illness rather than they are them. Yeah. 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 So there's like almost like a stigma around it because they'll be like, oh, oh, there's there's Joe. He has autism. And you're like, well, it's also just Joe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I am Francesca. You are Lucy. Yeah. We are not defined by... Thank you. What, what, What would you call it? We're not defined by labels. Yeah, and yeah. people de- desperately want to put you in a box. Yeah. And especially when you're going through your teens and your early 20s. So yeah, I kind of get to a point where I'm like, fuck it, I'm so much more than that. Yeah. Um, but it is a journey. So I think that for anybody who's struggling with something similar, know that it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. Like Rome wasn't built in a day either. But <laughs> like, also just know that, celebrate the mini victories. Mm-hmm. So I remember, just lastly, because I know we have to wrap up, the one the one mini victory that I remember the most is when I went into a shopping centre and I bought a chocolate bar. And that for me was huge. Because yeah. it had been about three years since I'd even put anything like that in my mouth. So I was super proud of myself because I was like, I bought a chocolate bar. And I, yeah, okay, so I did wander around the shopping centre for nearly like an hour choosing one. But I chose it. And I, and I ate it. So things like that are to be celebrated because mm-hmm. they're the mini victories, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I just want to say thank you so much to Lucy for coming yeah. on. And I feel like <laughs> things that she said are so helpful and so good to hear. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be able to relate to them. So, yeah, thank you, Lucy. Thanks um, for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> so, basically, subscribe to my channel. Keep listening. Always message me and let me know what you think. Like, anyone can message me. I love it. So my Instagram is Chess and Her Guests, and this is on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. So guys, I'll not see you next time, but you know <laughs> that kind of thing. Bye. Thanks, Chess. Bye. <laughs>